the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. On Tuesday, this program reported that the Nazarene Fund is trying to help a group of persecuted Iranian Christian refugees. These people, uh, known in the media as the Lautenberg Christians, were waiting for their final permission to emigrate to the United States. But then they were denied visas at the last minute by the U.S. government. We don't know why. The group fled from Iran and traveled to Austria as part of an official U.S. program that specifically helped persecuted Iranian Christians. There were also Jews and Zoonostrans and other religious minorities that were looking to escape the repressive uh, Iranian regime. These people sold all of their possessions. They traveled to Austria. Remember, on a U.S. government program, not illegally, they went through the security screening processes. They were approved to come to the U.S. They were expecting to do it this month. And then for some reason, the U.S. government, the same group that promised them safety and told them, leave and we'll get you to America, the same country that promised them this, now is telling them, no, uh -uh, you can't come. So now they have no place to go. The Austrian government is threatening to deport them back to Iran. If that happens, these people left because of their faith. These people are certain for persecution, imprisonment, work camps, and possibly death. This is especially true, not just because of their religion, but now they have also uh, been in extended contact with the U.S. government. Of course they're all spies now. It is reported that they are destitute, not able to take care of their basic needs in Austria. There are several elderly and disabled people in the group. This is an unmitigated disaster by our making. We have an update now from, uh, from the reporter who actually broke this story. She is uh, Mindy Belts. She is the senior editor of World Magazine, author of the book, They Say We're Infidels. Welcome, Mindy. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, let's start with the with the Lautenberg Christians. What does that mean? Why are they called that? The Lautenberg Amendment was passed by Congress during the Cold War era to grant asylum to special categories of people who are just historically, uh, in an ongoing way, persecuted. At that time, uh, it applied to Jews, for instance, coming out of the former Soviet Union. In 2003, Congress amended that to include non-religious, uh, I'm sorry, to be, include non-Muslim religious minorities coming out of Iran. We know that uh, Tehran, is, it, it, the Islamic Republic, is a government that is founded on um, uh, religious oppression principles. And so um, Congress extended this protection and, uh, to uh, those who qualified under the Lautenberg uh, Amendment. Uh, interestingly enough, Vice President Mike Pence voted for that amendment in 2003. And we've been granting, you know, select groups of, of non-Muslims coming from Iran uh, asylum in the United States ever since. Okay, so who are these, who are these people? Well, interestingly enough, I've talked to several of them and, uh, and, and their families. A number of them have families already in the United States who are U.S. citizens. They are wage earners who gave up jobs in Tehran and other cities in Iran 
uh, once they realized they qualified under the program and had been uh, given uh, some indication they could leave and be given asylum in the United States. Hang on, hang on just a second. Include... Hang on just a second. I want to clear that up. It wasn't they were given some indication. I've seen the paperwork. They, they, were, right. they were accepted into this program by the United States. Right. I'm, I'm looking at one of them now given to me by one of the applicants. It, it actually, uh, they were sent, uh, it says across the top, notice of eligibility for resettlement. It's stamped with the Department of Homeland Security uh, insignia and the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services uh, granted them uh, eligibility to apply for resettlement. And that, and it was on that basis that Austria extended them uh, visas to come to Austria. Austria, under a cooperative agreement with our State Department and our embassy in Vienna, uh, acts in, in effect as a staging ground so that they can come to Vienna, right. they begin their resettlement process, they complete their security clearance process. That, too, begins before they come, but they complete it in Vienna, and then they are processed as other refugees are for admission to the United States. How often, Mindy, is it that somebody is granted this and then it's revoked? Up until this particular uh, group of about 100 that we're talking about, almost never. I was told 98% of the time, once they reach Austria, they have already gone through the legal and, and security hurdles and, and are deemed qualified by the U.S. government so, to come to Austria, thereby to come to the United States. Is there, is there some, is there any reasonable explanation on why this is happening? Uh, there are explanations. You and I could debate whether they're reasonable or not, but there, there has been just a, a really a chasm of, of a, kind of a black hole on, on this whole thing that we've been asking questions now for a couple of months, a number of other people have been asking too. Uh, uh, members of Congress wrote letters in February on this and have not received answers back. Uh, we've had some statements from the State Department. The State Department told us these are, uh, this has to do with um, the previous administration's security clearance hurdles. Uh, we've been told that they failed security clearances, but it's hard to imagine that. You know, you mentioned... All 100? Um, it's hard to- All 100, exactly. And you mentioned that some of them are disabled. We know, I mean, I know that there is at least one elderly couple in this group, uh, and and one of those family members uh, is in a wheelchair. So it's just, it's not credible that they pose a security threat. And the limbo that they've been left in is also what's questionable. If they did pose a security threat, you would expect the Austrian government to be deporting them back to Iran by now. That's not happening, even though they've been threatened with that. And they've actually, some of them have had their apartments raided by Austrian police and have been asked to turn over passports and documents. So they are being asked to live in really uh, a kind of intolerable limbo. uh, And and we are not getting answers to what the U.S. government's position on this is. Mike Pence is is a reasonable man and a good man. What does he say about this? Have you had the chance to talk to Mike? No, and to my knowledge, because uh, the uh, members of the Tom Lantos Human Rights Commission in the, in the House of Representatives, they sent a letter dated January 29th to Vice President. And, um, 
you know, in it, they they reminded him. I mean, the vice president has been an outspoken advocate for persecuted Christians. He he said their plights have stirred uh, Americans to act. Uh, and uh, yet there's been no response from his office um, to the Tom Lantos Commission, and and I'm not aware of of him taking an active role despite being asked to. So, what can the average person do, and what can we do at Mercury One? Well, you know, it seems to me that this is the sort of thing that um, ought to be. Uh, Congress, at least, deserves to have an answer on what's going on. They they need to have an intelligence briefing. If we're talking about national security issues here, then it seems to me a closed door briefing on what's going on with these cases. There need to be answers given to Congress, given to the American public on whether our immigration laws, I mean, this is a provision of our immigration and refugee laws that is, does not come under the current uh, Trump administration travel bans. They need to be told why our, our government is not processing refugees and immigrants in a lawful way if they are applying under the law. And um, everything that I've learned about these cases indicates to me that up until, um, you know, just a few months ago, everything was proceeding according to law. So now it seems to me that uh, the State Department, Department of Homeland Security and the vice president uh, because he's been asked about these specific cases, need to need to be open and say, here are the concerns that we have. And then they need to resolve these cases for the benefit of these families from a strict humanitarian standpoint. These families need to know if they are going to be able to live somewhere in safety, if they're going to be forced to go back to Iran, which, as you pointed out, would be disastrous. Tell me, tell me. Or, uh, or what? Tell me, Mindy, um, what, hap- <clears throat> what happens to them if they do go back? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> they have, <clears throat> excuse me. They have been, um, uh, they've taken a stand on, re- on religion which is not going to go over well in the first place. But then they went to the Americans and they have had contact with the Americans, which never goes well. What happens to these people, do you suppose, if they go back? I think it's clear that it, 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 it won't be good. I mean, we can look at, I mean, three, three Iranian pastors were sentenced to given lengthy jail sentences um, in this past December. Um, there are dozens of Iranian Christians who are in, in jail now. Plus, you have this destabilized situation where continue to have demonstrations in Tehran and other cities, and people are arrested almost every night there. So as you point out, these people not only fall against, uh, you know, have a strike against them because they are non-Muslim uh, religious minorities. The second strike they have against them is that by taking the steps they have, they clearly uh, oppose their government. They they don't believe they're safe under their own government, and they would be going back at a time when this government is uh, taking people off the streets and putting them in jail. Why would they not uh, just immediately jail these people? Why would they not be denied? They've sold their property. They've given up their jobs. What do they have to go back to? Mindy Belt's the author of uh, They Say We Are Infidels. She uh, also has, um, she's the senior editor of World Magazine, and she's the one who's broken this story. And And please stay in touch with us, Mindy, and we'll continue to follow the story. Appreciate it. 
Will do. Thank you. By the way, if you want to get involved, please support the Nazarene Fund. You can go to the NazareneFund.org. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.